1: You got anything
0: on your chest besides
2: your chin? You better get it off.
1: All right,
3: then you asked for it.
0: Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free for all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby's Nimer.
4: afternoon and welcome to this Free For All Friday. As always, there is a lot to talk about. It's uh, been a week since the new government was elected, the new old government, a really big majority for Doug Ford, and a very interesting analysis in the Toronto Star about how he managed that. And, uh, you know, the fact is, he was not doing well at the beginning of his mandate, but he recognized his mistakes and he pivoted. And one of the things they're talking about is that he is not overly ideological. So uh, he is not strictly right wing or center right, or whatever you want to call it. He courted, some of the trade unions. He appealed to working people. And another interesting note that I saw in this story, and uh, it was anonymous, I have to say, and it was from an NDP strategist who said that the NDP lost its way. They forgot about working people and courted what they call the chattering classes. and That would be like your uh, latte liberals who are very into left-wing ideology, but maybe who are very well off and all of that. So what do you think of that? Uh, were the NDP not concerned enough with the kinds of bread and butter issues that are preoccupying most people, especially now as we're trying to come out of the pandemic as inflation is at absolute record highs. Want to hear from you, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Uh, as we told you about yesterday, the province is set to remove mask mandates in most settings except long-term care and retirement homes. What do you think? Is that a good thing? You know, uh, most of the hospitals are maintaining their requirements that people wear masks. And that makes a lot of sense because hospitals deal with sick people and sick people are vulnerable. But the feeling is, and this from the new head of the science directorate and others, that it, first of all, it's confusing. Where do you have to wear a mask? Where don't you have to wear a mask? And it just, uh, adds to a general atmosphere for some people. Yeah, you know, I don't have to wear a mask anymore. And it makes it all less clear. They're thinking that maybe it all happened a little bit quickly. What do you think? Are you going to keep wearing a mask? Are you taking it off? Have you already taken it off? Uh, I would like to hear from you. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And um, yeah, um, this has already been happening around. Uh, so is it the right thing. Let us take a call from Earl in Oakville. Hi, Earl.
5: Hi, Libby. I think it's a good idea for people to s- still keep wearing the mask, even though the mask mandate's been lifted. Um, I think it's kind of early for us to be lifting the mask mandate still.
4: Hmm. I think a lot of people agree with you. Yeah. Also, well, I know it's early,
5: but i like to say happy birthday to Paul McCartney. I know it's coming up this week. And um you know, I I think I met him when I was five years old in Cape Town, South Africa, on my birthday. <laughs> yeah, I met this guy. He looked exactly like him.
4: And and You remember somebody you met when yeah, you were five? I don't like
5: turkey too much. He said, eat up all your food.
4: You remember somebody you met when you were five? Yeah, he looked exactly
5: like Paul McCartney back in September of 1966 on my fifth birthday.
4: On your fifth birthday? Yeah. Okay. I think I met
5: him. Okay. I a song called I Just Seen a Face, and in the song it says We've Met. And I I was reading a book, and, and a Beatles book, and it said he was in Southern Africa in September of 1966. And I remember meeting this fellow that looked exactly like him.
4: Okay. I well, like that, eh? Maybe it was him. Maybe it was him. And, and-, was <laughs> <laughs> and uh, are you from South Africa? South what were you doing there when you were five?
5: Well, we, my dad came to Canada, uh, that year, and I was, we, I was alone with my mother and my, with, and my brothers and sisters, and, um, we immigrated to Canada in
6: 1967.
5: Hmm. So my dad wasn't there at the time. And, um, uh, and then uh, I remember this fellow I met, and I, I said, I don't I know this guy is. He's a very good-looking fellow. And I said, he looks familiar. And I, it didn't come to me late, until later that I this guy was Paul McCartney, for crying out loud.
4: Okay, Earl, thanks for yeah, that. Okay, you take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, let me give the numbers out again for one six three six zero zero seven forty toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Uh we're kicking off the show talking about masks. The mask mandates are coming off. And uh You know, um, the question is Is this new medical officer of health, Kieran Moore? He seems to be out of step with the thinking that our foremost doctors have. Now he says he's following the science. And thank goodness, uh, the people who run hospitals, the people who run other institutions have their own discretion and they are saying we need those mandates in place. But they're also saying, you know, there's a bit of a problem when there are different rules everywhere. And, you know, I know, uh, even, you know, I try to wear a mask indoors, but I sort of, uh, less, uh, less vigilant about making sure that I have a couple in every pocket. And sometimes I kind of get caught without it. And I bet that happens to a lot of people. And, you know, I don't really want to be without a mask in a place like a grocery store. I think it's a good idea. Again, the numbers 416- 360-0740, Three six zero zero seven forty toll toll-free 740 4740 Let's hear from Darko in Toronto. Hi, Darko.
2: How are you doing?
4: Fine. How are you?
2: Good. Good. It's just want to repeat this because this is what we were told. The mask is to protect you, not me. So the people wearing the mask were thinking it's protecting themselves, it's not. That's well, wait
4: a minute, Darko. Themselves. I think you're Darko, you are a little behind. That was at the beginning of the pandemic, when first at the beginning of the pandemic, people were saying masks have no use at all, and the science kept changing. And then they said you wear a mask to protect your friend, but it doesn't really protect you. But that changed over again because it became clear that uh, that COVID has spread. In the air by droplets so they do protect you and it depends what kind of mask you wear so uh uh the science keeps changing and that's part of the problem for a lot of people they just can't keep track and they say hey you're changing the rules all the time but uh darko are you taking off your mask
2: oh my mask's off yeah that's it like you know for me you know if 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 that's the case then the fact that i don't wear a mask shouldn't bother somebody who's wearing a mask but that's not the case, right? That's why we keep supposed to keep our social distance as well, because my spray through my mask can't go far enough for six feet to make an impact, right? That's why we do it. I mean, that's why we wear masks in situations like uh, uh, caring for people because you're you're right in their face, like in long-term care hospitals.
4: Right. Maybe a
6: barber or that type of thing.
4: Yeah. Okay, Darko. Thanks for that. Okay, thanks, to Okay. Ooh, okay. Numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 It's Friday. We can talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. So far, the subject has been masks. Mask mandates are coming off. Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? And uh, what do you think? I mean, this might be getting into the weeds a bit the medical officer of health, Kieran Moore, kind of being out of step with his colleagues on this. And why would that be? Let us take a call from Judy in Etobicoke. Hello, Judy. Yes, hello. Thank you for taking my call.
7: I'm calling from Christ the Uh, I'm sorry, Christ the King Anglican Church at 475 Rathburn Road in Etobicoke, and we just wanted to let your listeners know that we have the Ontario GoVax bus parked in our parking lot today. They're offering walk-ins for all vaccinations, so you're more than welcome to come and get your shot or get your booster, and we hope that everyone will take advantage of this opportunity.
4: Okay, thank you for that, Judy. Thank you very much. Well, yeah, the... uh... The word is that not enough people have their fourth shot. Uh, so if you don't have your fourth shot and it's time to get your fourth shot, uh, that is one of the options. Now, one of the things I, you know, I have to confess, I've been trying to time it, uh, because, uh, I was thinking probably won't work out now of, of traveling to a place with not a high vaccination rate. So you want the maximum vaccination antibodies, you know, on board when that happens. But uh, the word is, you know, f- five months after your third, you should be looking at your fourth shot. There's also the question, a lot of people were infected even after two or three shots. And that Boosts your immunity and antibodies probably for about three months. So, uh, if you haven't got your fourth shot, it's probably time to get your fourth shot. And I'm assuming that most of our listeners have had their third, but you never know. Uh, let us go to Jan in Guelph. Hi, Jan. Hello, Libby. Uh,
8: I just want to say that, uh, you know, some people, um, I wear my mask like you everywhere I go, but I'm careful. But you could bet your life, you know. If I took it off and uh, took the risk and got COVID, I'd be wishing like
4: heck that I'd worn my mask. It's best to be safe than sorry. Oh, always best to be safe than sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> do you? Do you? But you don't wear it outside, presumably, or do
0: you?
8: Well, in certain places, I wear it outside, grocery stores and that. But when I go lawn bowling, it's all open air and we keep our distance, so we don't wear them
4: then. Okay. So. Then, th-
8: sorry. Right.
4: <laughs> right. Thank you for that, Jen. Okay. Uh, I want to turn to something we've been talking about since yesterday, and I see that we have Patricia on board to talk about it, and that is the chaos at the airports. So we just learned today from the Greater Toronto Airports Authority that half a million people were delayed at the airport in May. You know, the last time I flew was in April, and I thought it was pretty bad in April uh, in terms of it was uh, the lineup for security in Vancouver was very long, and then uh, it took really a long time to get baggage back. What's really a long time, 45 minutes these days, 45 minutes might not be so bad. In the meantime, I mean, we understand that it's kind of a cascading problem. But the the, airport, the airports are saying the problem is testing. Uh, I don't entirely buy that. I think there are a lot of other factors. And it was interesting yesterday on our tune into the town panel, we we're talking to the former mayor and former cabinet minister, David Crombie. Well, he thinks a lot of it is bad management. And I've got to say, I I am on board with that. But uh, we will soon see if, in fact, the testing thing is as big as some of those people say it is because the U.S. is lifting, it's taking off the testing requirements at borders. And we have to see what happens here. So far, our government is not. But again, I don't believe that these bottlenecks are even most largely because of the testing. I think it's poor management not being ready for the kind of rush for traveling that I think was very easily predictable. And with that, let's hear from Patricia in Stouffville. Hi, Patricia.
9: Hi, Libby. I'm a first-time caller. Oh, wait a minute.
4: Welcome. Thank you for calling.
9: Yay, thank you. My concern is I am flying to Halifax in July to visit my granddaughter. So I'm, I have a 10 o'clock flight out with WestJet. So I have just recently booked a hotel room at the airport because I'm really concerned about the wait times that everybody's talking about. So I'm a senior. There's, no, I have two shot knees. There's no way I can stand in a lineup for any extended length of time.
4: Well, I think in the airport. First of all, you better get to the airport here early, right? But uh, I think they're pretty good. You can probably get a wheelchair or some kind of transit. Uh, I mean, there are there are people in wheelchairs lined up at security. So I'm, that's, I'm
9: traveling by myself.
4: You're traveling, yeah. But they, they, I think there are people there to help. To
9: help? Oh, okay. And I
4: don't know how to access them. But they are there. You see them in the airport all the time. You see people in these little carts. Right. Um, uh, But you have to get to the airport really early. And you should check in online first and do everything that you can to make it smoother. But, boy, um, it's just have to be ready.
9: Right. So I'm thinking my flight's at 10, so if I'm at the airport at 7...
4: Hopefully, you would think for a domestic flight that would be enough.
9: That's what I'm thinking. I'm hoping. I've,
4: I've heard stories, I mean, this is probably for international flights, of people right. getting to the airport five hours in advance and still being delayed and missing flights. I mean, it it is just a mess.
9: Yeah, yeah. I was talking to a friend last night, and she was saying, are you looking forward to your trip? And I'm going, nope. <laughs> I am, once I land... But it's and coming back is not going to be an issue. But is the that initial time flying out with any delays?
4: Yeah, I mean, we heard from. Marty Firestone, we talk to him often. He sells travel insurance, yep. and he's just back. and And he's the, the bad news is that as bad as it is here, he said it's even worse in Tel Aviv and in right. Greece. I heard that yesterday. Yeah, and and we heard from the other travel agent, Paul, that that it was the same in Austria. So it is. It's the travel nightmare, but I think people are so anxious yeah. to to get to it that, that you know, once you get over that uh, real frustration, it should be okay.
9: All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you,
4: Patricia. Take care. Bye. Bye. Okay. We've got to take our first break. When we come back, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 40. And I'd like to hear about your travel plans. And if anything you see is making you think twice about them, we talk about that when we come back and also whatever else you have on your mind.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.
4: Welcome back to this free for all Friday. Of course, it's the day we talk about whatever is on your mind. And we started the show with people talking about mask mandates. And I have to say, most people are, um, are thinking that, that it was a little too soon to take them off of indoor spaces. And it also strikes me that the current medical officer of health for Ontario, Dr. Kieran Moore, Well, he seems to be out of step with some of his colleagues who also think it's a little too soon, but his decision. We are also talking about the chaos in the airport. It's summer. It's sort of uh, not quite post-pandemic, but but things are opening up and people really want to travel and they are really traveling, but uh, they're spending a lot of time in airports being delayed, sitting on the tarmac when they land for hours and hours because everything is backlogged, and the authorities are, as usual, blaming each other. We just heard, we're just learning breaking news that United States is lifting its testing requirements. So we have to see will will we do the same again? The airports authorities have been blaming that on the black backlog, or is the most the biggest reason for it. And frankly, I don't buy that. Of course, it's a factor, but I don't buy that 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 is the biggest reason. So let's see what you think. Let's go to Norm in Niagara Falls. Hi, Norm. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. Go ahead. You're on the air.
2: Okay. First of all, I'll comment on the airport situation. Uh, I booked a ticket yesterday Uh, through an online agency. I'm going to the Philippines next February.
4: That's a ways away.
2: Yeah, but it's going to be my first uh, meeting with my, uh, with the woman that I've been in a long distance relationship since uh, 2020. Wow. So, and we've been communicating regularly, but uh, finally a way has been made where there is no way. And I'm not being done. I'm not letting myself be daunted by what's going on currently. Okay, I, I'm a I'm a man who usually uh, rolls with whatever you know comes along. I don't.
4: Well, February. I mean, if they can't fix this by February, then
2: we are really in the soup. Yeah. Well, like, what I did is I, you know, knowing what I saw in the news and all that, I was. Let's see, seeing if there was a way of flying out of Hamilton, because I think Hamilton is an international airport too, isn't it? Uh,
4: I don't think you can fly to the Philippines from Hamilton. And apparently no. one of the problems is that that Air Canada is uh, kind of uh, rooting... Uh, more trips through Pearson so they can use bigger planes and that's right. ca- causing even more of a bottleneck through Pearson. Uh, yeah, I don't see era. how you can vo- avoid Pearson if you're going to the Philippines. But as I said, uh, I, I cannot imagine that this will last beyond like all the way till February. And if it does, boy, that is really bad news. Norm uh, using,
2: uh, I'm flying with Korean Airlines.
4: Whatever it is. Norm, thanks for your call, and good luck with uh, your relationship. Okay. That's quite an adventure. Uh, We have a couple of people who want to talk to our previous caller about booking a wheelchair at the airport. Let's go to Lynn in Mississauga. Hi, Lynn. Hello.
9: Go ahead. You're on the air. I'm a first-time caller. Oh. Welcome. Thank you. Um, from experience, I would strongly suggest that your passenger, the grandmother going to Halifax, phone WestJet and from now book a special assistance wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And then there will be a staff member on check-in that will put her in a wheelchair and take her to the gate. Oh, that—that's—that's. Uh, that's, so,
4: how does she? She just books that online.
9: If she can go online, great, but if not, just call them and tell them and be clear about needing special assistance.
4: Okay, that's good advice. Let's hope they answer the phone. All right. Anything else? Nope, that's it. That's all. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. All righty. Again, the numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 744-740. 744-740. And let's go to Greg and Milton. And Greg, you are a limo driver.
10: Yes, Libby. Uh, I can sort of tell you a few things that have gone on. I actually picked up a lady yesterday that flew into uh, Billy Bishop instead from Washington uh, because she was told she was going to have to wait probably four to five hours to get out of the, the airport with... By Air Canada, mm-hmm. uh, the that'll tell you exactly what's going on there as far as the, the airlines being familiar with the situation. Um, the other thing too is, you know, in order to come into Canada, uh, you have to complete your arrive can to get here. Right now, the arrive can is attached to your vaccination information, which is attached to your passport. So as soon as you prepare your arrive can, it becomes part of your passport as you present it. So I don't understand the reason for this random testing. If you're vaccinated, you're wearing a mask on an airplane all the way to Toronto, and you've got your arrive can done. What's the need for a testing at all? That's what I don't get.
4: Well, uh, a lot of people are questioning that. But but the fact is that ever since we had Omicron, a lot of vaccinated people are still getting infected yeah Uh,
10: so uh, i get i get that but it's just uh, the situation is ridiculous because there's there's, this i sat there for two three hours waiting for people and when you're trying when you're trying to coordinate that with possibly another run or somewhere else you got to go you can't plan for anything (laughs) because you never know what's going to happen i've had people come out 15 minutes and then other ones that that come out in three hours so uh, you know, I
4: I hadn't thought of that of how it's messing up drivers. Though, uh, don't most of the the airport limos they just kind of get there when they get there, right?
10: No, well, there's two way there's two types of limos. There's the ones that uh, sit there all night uh, and all day, but in the in our case, we don't use the airport all the time. We're not strictly airport limos, so we have to pay. We pay a fee to come and pick people up. And you register a time and everything else, and then once the person comes through security, um, they check in, give them our name and their name, and then we're we're paged to come and get them. So that's how that works. The other one, the regular um, uh, smaller limos, almost like an Uber, they'll sit there in this in this compound, and they register uh, yearly. They're they're there all the time, but we're not.
4: Okay, Greg. Thanks for that and good luck with that. Thank you. Okay, let us go to Jerry in Richmond Hill. Hello, Jerry. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine, thanks. How are you? I'm good.
11: Sitting in the sun here. Beautiful, beautiful day. I just wanted to add to what that uh, lady said to call caller before about uh, wheelchair service. Mm -hmm. The best tip I, I agree with what she said about WestJet. They accommodate. However, it is suggested, and because we've traveled, like you know, to Caribbean and to the States and whatever, is get a medical from your doctor. So WestJet has it on file for you, and if you come back through another airline, it's there. Okay, already it could be on your ticket, whatever. And in uh, uh, addition to that, they will ask you if you need certain seating if you need extra leg room, etc so it's the number one thing is if it's if it's a, a, a normal thing for you you have that disability get that medical certificate okay it's just, it, it's just a note from the doctor basically
4: okay that is very good advice thank you Jerry okay thanks because so many times you've gone to
11: the airport and there is been hundreds of people in wheelchairs with kids and and suitcases and all of this, and we're looking at them and people will uh, will come and call my name, and I'll go in front of about 10, 15 people. I feel embarrassed at first, but now I know why.
4: Okay. Okay, Okay. Thank you, Jerry. Keep
11: safe, safe, everybody. Keep
4: wearing those masks. Thank you. Keep wearing those masks. Okay, let's see where we are going next, and let me give the numbers again, 416-360-0740. Toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Let's go to Jim and Port Credit. Hi hi,
1: Jim. Hi, Libby. Pleasure to speak to you. Go um, ahead. Yeah. Um I I just came back from Mexico just recently and uh I never had an issue at the airport at all, uh leaving and coming back, uh, including the airport in Mexico. Uh I, I, I arrived early and uh I don't understand what, why people are, are in such an uproar. Has it gotten worse since my trip in April? Uh, yes, I, I can't, it has. Uh, the
4: answer is yes. It, <laughs> it has. Eh? Much worse.
1: Okay. Um, another thing maybe you can uh, shed some light on for me is um, the, the issue in uh, in uh, the Ukraine, how the uh, Ukraines are fighting to save their country so desperately. And, um, you know, the, the it just bothers my mind to think how the uh, Afghans, had uh, ran away from a bunch of sandal-wearing hoodlums and gave them pretty much the entire country without fighting for any of it. Well, that's
4: uh, uh, you know, that's uh, th- that's qu- quite the statement. Um, a lot of people were surprised at how tough the Taliban were. Uh, w- what's your point there?
1: Uh, well, they're still um, complaining that they're not letting in enough of the Afghan refugees in. But uh, you know, I think the priority here is uh, with the Ukraines, you know, with the families uh, uh, who, 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 you know, are fighting and not running away. Whereas, you know, I,
4: well, you, no, I think no. The priority. Uh, thanks for your call. The priority with Afghans are people who helped our military and were promised that they would be able to come to Canada, and that is not happening for a whole variety of reasons. But uh, yep, they are people, the people who are prioritized and there are a lot of them are Afghans who worked with our military and now are targeted by the current Taliban government. Okay, where are we at? Jane in Burlington. Hello, Jane. Hello. Hello. Hi.
12: Hi. Thanks for taking my call. You're very welcome. Um, I just wanted to, to uh, share my experience with the, with the fourth COVID shot or the second booster. Um, I had received uh, Pfizer for my first three. And when I went to get the fourth, this was just last week, it was Moderna. And I, and I really didn't want Moderna. But then the nurse talked to me. And said you know it it might be the better one to have for the second booster, so I went ahead and had it and i had I had no reaction, but then I saw on the news that they said the same thing too uh, so,
4: there was there There was something about a moderna shot a new moderna shot being targeted to Omicron I don't know if that's the one you got uh, I don't think so I think that was too recent exactly because yeah, I only saw that you know flashing by yeah, uh, yeah. within the last couple of days uh, yeah. so possibly well I,
12: I was I was very pleased I, I didn't have any reaction I'm still vertical so I guess um, that you know it, it's a good thing yep
4: uh, well, you've got it. With- you've got it on board. I mean, yeah. I there's probably very, very, very little difference. They're both mRNA vaccines. So. Yes. You've got your fourth one on board. You're good to go. Yes, I am. Thank well, you very much. You are very welcome. Okay, the numbers 416-360-0740 toll-free 1-866-740 740. We're going to take another break and we have a first time caller waiting that we will take as soon as we're back on the other side of the break. Again, numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866- 744, 740. We've been talking about the chaos at the airport. We've been talking about masks coming off, and we've been talking about vaccinations. And we can talk about whatever
0: else is on your mind. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Neimer, a Free for All Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt.
6: Excuse me, excuse
4: me, excuse me, excuse me!
0: Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Nimer.
4: Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday, and we have a lot to talk about, and I am about to welcome our third first-time caller today, Nancy in Hamilton. Welcome. Thank you. I enjoy your show very much,
7: and I do still wear a mask, but that's actually not why I'm calling. Okay, go ahead. I had occasion to take a go bus from Hamilton to St. Catharines, On my way home, um, at a second stop, a gentleman got on that was... He had a very pronounced limp, and a lot of people on the bus sit on the outer seat and leave the seat by the window empty. They obviously don't want anyone sitting beside them. But this gentleman walked over to another young man who was sitting there, didn't say anything, but obviously he was wanting to sit in the empty seat, and the gentleman totally ignored him, and I watched, because I, where I was sitting, I could watch him go to the upper deck, and the man struggled, and it really bothered me, because I thought there should be some rule or something that you can't do that. That gentleman paid for a fare. He should be allowed to sit in that seat.
4: Well, he sh- and he should have got priority for a seat if if uh, he uh, had a, had a
7: problem like that. Like he do, he didn't have a cane or anything, but you could see that he was limping. I just couldn't get over over the rudeness of yeah. the young man not allowing him to sit in that seat.
4: I mean, uh, the guy could have just said, uh, "Excuse me, I'm sitting down." Uh, but i guess uh, he didn't feel comfortable doing that you, you i mean some people are just rude and inconsiderate
7: well i don't know if the go bus people can do anything about that but i I've, I've seen it before uh because i do have occasion to take it but it just seems that you know it's it's not right um the gentleman should have been able to sit in that seat and not have to go to the upper deck.
4: Okay. Well, thanks for bringing that to our attention. And uh, hey, everybody out there, be nice. Thank you, Nancy. You have a good day, Libby. You too.
7: And I enjoy your show very much. I watch it or listen to it, I should say, every day. Oh, great.
4: Thank you very much. Well, I, I know there are lots of people out there who listen, who do not call, and we always love to hear from first-time callers. So please feel free to call. Uh, We want to hear what you have to say. And thank you for that call. And let us get back to some people who I guess are regulars.
6: Scott in Acton. Hello, Scott. Yes, hi. Um, I just wanted to make a comment just on the... uh, the. uh The, 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 um, like how they're just removing mask mandates from hospitals. And I think it's just too premature. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, my mother, who is a, is a, who's suffering from breast cancer and is being treated right now with chemo, I just think it's just too soon because it's a high risk setting in the hospital. You know, people are there because of their illness.
4: Well, every hospital, that uh, I'm aware of has said that they are maintaining the mask mandate for that very reason. But it's it's not a rule around the province, which just makes it a little more confusing and a little more convenient for people who don't care or don't care about, you know, protecting others. So uh, what hospital is your mother in?
6: The, uh, Mississauga Trillium right now getting for breast cancer treatment so. I'm
4: sorry to hear that I'm I hope she's getting great treatment and I oh yeah she's yeah,
6: going the right way it's just that I think uh, there's too many vulnerable people still and I think that the government should just uh, have a second look at it, as I've heard you say many times on the show. So.
4: Okay, well, I th- I'm pretty sure I didn't see a specific reference to that hospital, but I'm pretty sure that that they have their mask mandate in place through their own discretion.
6: But I just hope that everyone keeps staying safe.
4: Uh, but if they don't, you let us know. Yeah, all
6: right, will do. Thank you.
4: Okay, thank you for that, Scott. Okay. Numbers, again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 740 And we're talking about mask mandates. We're talking about the airport and traveling. Do you have any exciting travel plans? Uh, what do you make of the situation if you do? And we're also talking about masks, and that is where Cheryl in Kingston wants to go. Hello, Cheryl oh hi libby
8: thanks for taking the call i just want to share a little story with you and your listeners in case it's valuable to them my daughter lives in singapore they've been very vigilant throughout the pandemic she is an educator and on her team are 10 people so for the first time in two and a half years they had a luncheon at school the 10 of them they didn't
4: wear their masks
8: two days later They all came down with COVID.
4: Yeah, not a surprise.
8: Mom, I want to tell you this is what I learned about masks. Masks work. And yes, I didn't die and I didn't go to the hospital, but I was really sick. And I never want to get it again. And you don't want it either. So I wear my mask everywhere. I stay away from big crowds. I only shop when there are very few people in the store, and if there's a lot, I just shop another day. So masking, yes, there's, it's a small thing, and yeah, it gets hot fast, and you hate it, but do you want to be sick or not? And okay. they were so vigilant and so well-vaccinated, and that's what happened because of no masks in their little bubble. Okay. So I
4: hope it helps. Anybody who's got a question mark about that. Okay, Cheryl, thank you for sharing that. Let us go to Fred in Toronto. Hello, Fred.
13: Hello, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. I just want to recount my experience with uh, COVID. Go ahead. I had the third shot in the middle middle of December, and about two or two, three weeks ago, I, I think I caught COVID. I had it was like I, the the most severe cold I ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. It lasted about ten or eleven days, and then, then two days in a row, I tested. I, I tested myself, and I was negative in two days uh, in a row. So I, I figure I'm all I, I'm I'm fine now.
4: Mm, maybe it it might have been the opposite that that it wasn't showing up yet. It, but it, what? I've said it might have been the opposite that that it you know it takes some time sometimes for for it to show up on a test, but yeah, I mean it's pretty clear that you had it one way or another.
13: I think so. Yeah, I believe I did. Yeah, and it was it was a I've had I used to have pretty bad colds. This one's the worst. I'm ninety one years old. Oh my goodness! And I'm uh, I'm just glad I got those three shots. I I don't know what would have happened if I was not not net, uh, vaccinated. I think I would have been in the hospital, probably. You know.
4: Yeah. Well, good. Good for you for getting through it. I, you know, the there are some people who are asymptomatic, but I have heard from a lot of people who say, "Okay, I wasn't in the hospital. Yeah. I'm still alive. I'm not on a respirator, but boy, I was really sick."
13: What, is, what does that mean, uh, asymptomatic?
4: What well, is- some people some people find out they have it, but they don't have any symptoms. Lucky people. That right? But the other thing is that it it doesn't matter if you had a mild case or a severe case or asymptomatic; you can still get that long COVID thing.
13: Yeah, well, I'm I'm not I'm feeling fine. Uh, there's no other symptoms or anything now, so I I think I'm pretty sure I'm clear now. You know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for taking my call. You are very I'm welcome. The first uh, time caller.
4: Oh, wait a minute. Thank you. Welcome.
13: <laughs> thank you. Bye, thank oh, bye, you.
4: Bye. Bye. Okay. Oops. That's four. Okay, now now I'm having trouble. Okay. Uh that is four first-time callers. That's good. Uh and again, people out there, I know there are people who listen who might be a little shy about calling. Don't be shy. We want to hear from you and we'll give you that nice ring of the bell and and this is the new and improved bell which uh moses my brother and our founder gave us a new bell thank you for the bell because it sounds a lot better okay we are going to jim in mississauga hello jim hi how are
14: you today? fine how are you i'm fine um uh, uh, the math situation I wear it when I go into a store with crowded people or where there's a lot of crowd. Other than that, I don't do that. But my primary call is regards to traffic. Oh yeah. I've been been driving now for almost 60 years and I've discovered that the left turn lights and stuff like that have now become automatically U-turn lights. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. uh, Do you
4: mean where it's legal or where it's not legal?
14: Well, I don't know that it's legal or not legal. Uh, I always thought left turn should be left turn, not go back the other way. Well,
4: U-turns U turns are allowed, especially where they have those streetcar right-of-ways, but there's a yeah. sign that says U-turn permitted.
14: Yeah, well, I, I, I've seen those all right. But the, the, the other thing is uh, red lights and stoplights, for some reason— um, I don't think people use them anymore. I think they just pull up and go uh, randomly.
4: Oh, you know know, what? It is you. There's a lot of you know. There's a lot of whoa (laughs) stuff happening on the roads, and one of the things is there are a lot of places where left turns are legal, but they don't have an advance green, or it's very, very short. You can get one car through and then you have people going straight who start going straight on the yellow light and you can sit there for a long time and nobody can turn left on, on the green, so sometimes they end up turning left on the
14: red. Yes, I, I do that. But the stop signs are another... Uh, I have a bike that I ride quite often and uh, one day I pulled up... I right on the side streets and i pulled up at a stop sign the guy behind me peeped the horn because i didn't run through the stop sign i guess oh well that's you
4: know uh where i live there's a three-way stop sign and one of them is probably a little hard to see but people just blow through it and it's dangerous it's dangerous uh because it's like a small city street <clears throat> with parked cars on both sides. And, um, yeah, it's it's dangerous and people just blow through. But, you know, if you get caught doing that, it's going to be expensive.
14: Yeah, well, I think though, if the police would give me red and uh, blue lights for my bike and a, a take a, a book of tickets, I could probably pay for everything the first day I was out there.
4: <laughs> okay there, Jim. Thanks. OK, thank you. Bye. Bye
0: bye.
4: All right. We still have a few minutes left. The numbers to call 416 toll free 1-866-740-4740. And now I have to welcome a caller from another country, Rob in New York State. Hi, Rob. Rob, are you there? gonna give it one more try Rob
3: mm. hello hello you there? there you are Rob welcome yes thank you for taking my call I, I my question is very simple I've written the paper and I've heard on the news that they're going to start taking boats and ships and airplanes from these Aragots or whatever you call them these rich Russian people that are over here in this country and in Canada and they're gonna to turn the money over to Ukraine. Now, Putin turned around and shut the gas off to Poland and to the eastern countries that they were supplying natural gas to, and everybody said, oh, that's blackmail. What's the difference between what we're doing and what he's doing? That's my only question.
4: <laughs> okay, well, that's a good question. I don't,
3: I don't condone what he's doing. I don't condone what we're doing, but I, I, my thing is if somebody's going to do it, you're going to Everybody's going to participate. You're going to call everything the same thing. You're not going to call it black and white. We're all, it's all going to be the same color.
4: Well, uh, I think there is a big difference between what Putin is doing, invading a country uh, and uh, challenging their sovereignty and destroying cities and killing people. Totally unprovoked. I, I agree with
3: that. But what I'm saying is because he turned the gas off to, Discontinued sending gas to Poland and to the Eastern Bloc states. They're saying that's blackmail because they're not supporting him. But yeah, we're taking things that belong to Russia. Well, people the, the, some of those countries. Giving money to Ukraine. Well, the we difference? should,
4: those countries uh, should shut him off uh, before that's he shuts right. them off. Rob, thanks for your call. Okay, let's go to Lorraine
12: in Wasega Beach. Hello, Lorraine. Oh, hello, yes, I'm calling about a trip uh, for our 50th anniversary. We left January uh, 2018 from Toronto to San Francisco. We were going to New Zealand and the Air Canada stewardess, um, I asked for help. There was no overhead um, available compartments for my standards. Uh, uh, Carry on, mm-hmm. so, or she says I'll take it and take care of it for you. You know what she did? She put it in the um, uh, checked luggage. A lot of people I noticed had three or four carry-ons, mm-hmm. and they're shoving them up above their their seat. I don't know why Air Canada don't number those compartments and relate it to your seat. Um, This has happened to me before, but this time the Air Horses took my—sorry, that's the wrong (laughs) Um, uh, word—stewardess took my suitcase, little suitcase, and put it in— the um, check luggage and when I got to San Francisco my camera was frozen, my makeup all my pills, I didn't know that she did that, I will never fly Air Canada ever again
4: Well usually they tell you or they ask you, usually they say uh, it's a crowded flight, there's very little room in the overhead bins and we're looking for volunteers to check your bags I had
12: one and I had a, a purse I will never take a purse on board again, I'll just take and if they try well, to it the, that's, um, it's fine. Um, she should have told you. Oh, she should have. But why do people come on with four or five carry-ons and then try and because they don't want to wait overhead. hours
4: to get their bags, <laughs> <laughs> Lorraine? Well, too I cheap am to check their luggage. I am why. out of time. Thank you very much for your You're call. You're very welcome. I love your program. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah, that's that's been going on for a long time people going along with way too much carry-on bags and it depends on where you board. If you're in zone five, forget about it. When we're in zone five or zone four and they say, would you like to check your carry-on? We do. If uh, you're boarding a little sooner, then there's no issue. Okay? And uh, looks like we are out of time for Fight Back for today and for this week. I will talk again with you on Monday.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads.